Welcome to each of you. It's good for us to be together. We were uh, at the park for a baptismal service last Sunday, and uh, I'm still uh, beaming about that experience. Thank you so much for all of you that came down in support of Sheldon and Alvin, and uh, that was a, a good time for us, the congregation, and welcome to the Bylers again this morning since you've joined our fellowship here. I am always interested in my preaching to try to connect truth of Scripture with our daily, <clears throat> with our daily lives. <clears throat> it's good to learn about theology. It's good to, um, to learn Bible knowledge. But I think so many times we struggle in our spiritual walk because we have a hard time making the leap or the, or the connection between what we are facing in life. And I think this morning, as you heard in our sharing time, I continue to be reminded how difficult life can be. Um, life was really tough for some people this past week. And there are going to be some difficulties this coming week as well. And I'm not sure who this message is for this morning, but I think it's something for all of us to, to understand and to realize and maybe you're in this situation today, or maybe it's going to be in your future, but all of us at times are going to face situations in our lives when things fall apart. When things fall apart. Open your Bible this morning to Acts 27. I want to share an experience in the life of the Apostle Paul. And you know, sometimes things fall apart through not necessarily decisions of our own, although normally we make the decisions that affect our lives. But the book of Acts records Paul's missionary journeys. And to just give a little backdrop before we look at chapter 27, we find three missionary journeys that Paul took, and he visited places that are familiar to us. Thank you, Tim. Places like Corinth and Galatia and Ephesus and Philippi and Thessalonica and Colossae, to name some of those, because we have later record of, of books that he wrote to those believers. But when we come to chapter 27, we find Paul's fourth journey, which really was not the same. It, we call it the fourth missionary journey, but the reason Paul is taking this journey is because Paul, at the latter years of his life, was facing a lot of opposition from the Jews. Paul was intent on going to Jerusalem. And no less than two times did he have prophecies about his imprisonment and impending death if he were to return to Jerusalem. And Paul said, I am prepared. I am prepared to be bound. I am prepared to even die for the cause of Christ. And those prophecies were true. Paul was bound when he got to Jerusalem. He was brought before the Sanhedrin, the same body that tried Jesus Christ and condemned him to death. And Paul was condemned to death. But Paul appealed on the basis of his Roman citizenship. And Paul said, I demand to be heard as a Roman citizen. I demand to appear before Nero, the emperor. And so Festus said, to Nero you will go. And so in chapter 4, chapter 27, we find record of Paul and 275 other people on a ship headed to Rome. So I, I don't have time to read the whole thing. I want to start in chapter 27 at verse 20. 
their ship, their trip has not gone well. Everything that possibly could go wrong weather-wise has gone wrong. Begin at verse 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit, we must be cast upon a certain island. But when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria, about midnight the shipmen deemed they drew near to some country, and sounded and found it twenty fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it fifteen fathoms. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the boat ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under color as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, This day is the fourteenth day that ye have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore I pray you to take some meat, for this is for your health, for there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then they were all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. And we were in all in the ship, two hundred, three score, and sixteen souls. Paul is on a ship with 275 other people. And they have been facing severe stormy weather, battling the seas since they left Crete, where normally ships would winter because of the rough weather. But the shipmaster, the captain, and the sailors wanted to get to Rome, and so the centurion listened to them rather than to the voice of God through Paul, and they set sail. And everything has gone wrong since they made that decision. And now we find as we get to verse 20, all hope is gone. All hope is gone. And Paul stands up before these 275 people, and he says, I have a message from God. I have a message from God for you, and the message is bad news. This ship is not going to make it. This vessel we got on is not going to take us where we intended to go. This thing that we have given ourselves to is not going to make it. Now that's not the word that those sailors and that centurion, nor the other prisoners wanted to hear. That's not what they want to hear from Paul. 
But Paul said, an angel of the Lord stood beside me and gave me that word. That's not the word you and I want to hear when things go bad in our lives. When we have given ourselves to something, we want to hear our pastor stand up and say, uh, it's going to be okay. God is going to fix this. If you just hold on a little longer, if you just are more faithful in prayer, if you just commit yourself to fasting, this will all work out. But I want to remind all of us this morning that sometimes, sometimes in our spiritual life, God lets things fall apart. God lets things fall apart. He gives undeniable evidence that the ship that we're on, the thing that we've committed ourselves to, is not going to make it. The thing that we had great hopes in is not going to make it. Maybe the job that we committed ourselves, the investment we committed ourselves to, the program that we have sacrificed for is not going to make it. And when God gives that evidence, you and I need to listen and be willing to abandon that ship. You see, we would rather have fellow believers encourage us in those times and tell us that, that, that it's going to be okay. But sometimes... God's word to us is, this ship's not going to make it. This ship is not going to make it. And that message to those crew that night was difficult for them to hear. It was difficult for them to receive from Paul for the same reasons that it's difficult for us to hear a message like that today. And that is for a couple of reasons. One of those is, that crew had high hopes for that ship. I mean, who would get on a ship if you didn't have high hopes that it was going to make it? You wouldn't get on there if you thought it was going to go down. They had high hopes that they could weather the storms and get to Rome before things got too badly. You see, if you and I knew some endeavors were going to turn out the way that it is, we never would have, we never would have gone there. If we knew this relationship with someone was going to end so badly, we wouldn't have invested so much in it. We would have held someone more accountable. If, if this business venture was going to go so south, if this business partnership was going to end, we're going to have to dissolve it. If we had known that ahead of time, we would never enter that business relationship. You see, it's hard to hear the word that something is going down when it's something that we had great hope in, when it's something that we have been praying about, when it's something we've been fasting about, it's hard to receive that word when our dreams of the future are wrapped up in that endeavor. So it was hard for those sailors, that 275 people, to hear Paul's message that night because they had high hopes. They had been praying, they had been fasting in this storm for this ship. Well, it also was hard for them because they were skilled sailors. These were not rookies. These were not freshmen. These were experienced sailors. I mean, look what they had already been battling. Tempest, high winds, and they had held that ship together. And they were convinced that they had the skills and the determination necessary to save the ship, even though Paul said, it's going down. 
And you know, it's hard for you and me sometimes to acknowledge and to receive the word that something is, is going down, is falling apart, is failing, when we are so convinced that we have the skill set, we have the experience, we, we are so convinced that, that if we commit ourselves to this, if we give 110%, we will save it. You see, pride will convince us that we can fix it that we can fix any situation. If we just give it enough time, maybe if we just get the right counseling, maybe we get the right support group, maybe if we, we have someone lay hands on us and pray, there's something we can do to save every situation. Listen, I want to remind us this morning, it doesn't matter how much experience and life skill you and I have, it doesn't matter how wise we are, or how much support and encouragement we may have from others. We can't save what God is letting fall apart. So the crew had high hopes in that ship. The crew had experience in sailing. But there's another reason why it was hard for the crew to accept the fact that that ship was going down. Because the ship had been through so much already. I mean, look at, look at the storms they'd been through in the last days. And the ship had made it. Surely it won't fail now. And sometimes that's the most difficult thing for us to let go of something. Because we have prayed too long. We have invested too much in this. We have forgiven too much. We have been reconciled too many times. We, it can't fail now. We've been through too much for this to fall apart now. We've dreamed too much. We've forgiven too many times. We've cried out to God too many times. Well, the question we need to be asking this morning is, why is it in our lives does God sometimes let things fall apart? Why is it that when we come to God and pray for something, why is it He doesn't always bless it and give us success? That's the question we need to ask this morning. That's a good question. Well, this ship was falling apart for at least two reasons we find in this passage of Scripture. The first of those is they were sailing at the wrong time. God had told them through Paul not to leave Crete. But they wanted it. They wanted to sail. Listen, it doesn't matter how much we pray, how skillful we are, how much we've been through. Things can fall apart as a result of our disobedience to God's voice. You see, it wasn't that they were going the wrong place. It wasn't that their endeavor was wrong. The time was wrong. The time was wrong. And sometimes because we're not sailing at the right time, God is going to set us back. You see, sometimes it's not the time to sail, it's the time to sit still. Sometimes it's not the time to invest, it's the time to save. Sometimes it's not the time to buy the business, it's the time to learn the business. Sometimes it's not the time to say, I do. Sometimes it's the time to be alone. It's not that the endeavor necessarily is wrong, but sometimes the time is not right. 
Sometimes it's not the time to sail. And again, I say it doesn't matter how much we pray. It doesn't matter how skilled we are. It doesn't matter what our hopes and dreams are. If God is not leading us in that, if the time is not right, he will let it fail. Paul said, I told you not to sail because winter is upon you. But they sailed anyway. So the first problem was they sailed in the wrong season. They were headed in the right direction. Paul had an appointment with Nero. Going to Rome was the right thing. But the time was not right. Well, Paul said, because you're sailing in the wrong season, this ship is going down. This is bad news, folks. He says to 275, but this boat that we've got such high hopes in, it's not going to make it. It's not going to take us where we want it to go. Well, not only were they sailing the wrong time, but they really were sailing with the wrong ship and the wrong crew. You see, this was not a ship that God provided for them. If you look back in verse 10, when they decide they want to go, it says this is a ship they found. You ever been there? They found this ship. Listen, I have found in my life, and I think you'll find in yours, that the most important decisions we make in life often are choices between something we want and find versus something that God is leading us to. And when we settle just in something we found because something we want, often God will let that fall apart. I want to remind us this morning that the greatest detriment to spiritual discernment is desire. When you and I want something so badly, it's hard to hear God's voice. When we want it, and we ask for God to lead us and to guide us, the greatest detriment to discernment is our desire. When we want something so badly. And that's what they did. They wanted to sail. And so they're on the wrong, they had the wrong ship. It's what they found. So Paul tells him, he says, look, I know it's bad news, guys, but this ship is going down. We're not going to make it. But, but here's the good news. And here's the good news for you and me when things in our life are falling apart. The good news, Paul says, is the ship's not going to make it, but we're going to make it. That's the good news. You see, God may not have his hand on the ship, but he's got his hand on us. Listen, when we make poor decisions in life, when things are falling apart, don't ever think that God has forsaken you. He has not. And while he may let things fall apart, his hand is on you. And you will make it. You will make it. He promises them that. He said, all of us are going to make it. Now, Paul says that the angel told him that you're going to make it and I'm going to give you the lives of those who are with you. Do you realize that there are times people are blessed because of you? There were criminals on that ship that cared nothing for God. Why did they survive that shipwreck? 
because of Paul. And there are times when you and I encounter people, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's with neighbors and general public, who, who are not serving God, but the blessing of our life can overflow to them as well. People on that ship were saved because of Paul. Because Paul was on that ship. So what I want us to understand this morning, if you've never had things fall apart, and probably all of us have, I certainly have had, or you may in the future have some things that, number one, you had high hopes in. Number two, that you were confident you had the skill set to make it work. If you just gave yourself 110% to it, it, it will be successful. It will happen. You've had things that you've been through so much with, surely God won't let it fail now. What I want to say to us this morning is, sometimes God lets things fall apart, but He will save you. You will make it. That's the word of encouragement we need to know. Now, while we're waiting, there are a couple things that we have to do. When things are falling apart, there are a couple things you and I need to do. The first of those is we have to be careful about our counsel. We have to be careful about who we listen to. You see, Satan, our adversary, knows when things are falling apart, we get desperate. We get desperate for some word of encouragement. We get desperate for someone to come alongside us and put their arm around us and say, hey, it's going to be okay. This, this is all going to work out. I know you can do it. But sometimes, the people that come to us wanting to share counsel, even though their intent is right, they don't know what God is doing in our heart and in our lives. And their counsel may not be right. Let me show you from Scripture. How about Job? The three friends of Job who came to give comfort and encouragement to Job. Was that good counsel? How about Jesus on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified and shares that with his disciples and Peter says, it will never happen. I will not let that happen. You will not die. Peter meant well. Peter saw his master was under duress. And Peter came along to help the best way he could. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. We have to be careful of our counsel. You see, when things are falling apart, Satan knows we are vulnerable. We are so susceptible. We are so eager for a good word. And he will try to surround us with people who mean well, but have no discernment of what God is doing in our life. You see, what I want to remind us this morning is, everybody that's speaking into your life does not have a message from the Lord. So the question you ask then is, well, how do I know then who to listen to? How did these people know to listen to Paul, a prisoner? It says that they spent the night 
the day. When they didn't see day or sun nor stars, they spent their time crying out to their gods. It starts with your and my prayer time. We must pray and ask God to bring people into our lives that speak his truth to us. Now, what made them realize they could listen to Paul? Well, they recounted, and Paul reminded them, I told you not to sail. I told you not to leave Crete. And because they had not listened to Paul before and his word had come true, they knew now they could trust him. If you want to know who you can trust, you have to start with your own prayer life. And the more you and I pray, the more we will discern who God is speaking through. And it's not necessarily the person who is so quick to come to us full of empathy and sympathy and love. They mean well. Their heart is right. But they may not know what God is doing in our life. So first we have to be cautious about the counsel we receive. The second is, in when things are falling apart in your life, we got to be consistent in our character. It is so easy for us when things start falling apart for us to forsake the things that we know we should do. That's when people withdraw from church. That's when people withdraw from friendships. That's when people stop reading their Bible. They stop praying. They say, everything's falling apart. When things are falling apart, we need to keep doing the things that we know a faithful disciple does. That's the time when we need most to be with other believers. That's the time we need to be spending the most time in our Bible. That's the time we need to be spending the most time in prayer. That's the time we need to be spending the most time in blessing God. But it's difficult. Notice in the middle of the storm, all hope has been given, gone, has been surrendered, that they're going to survive this. Paul, verse 35, took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. Did you catch that, Sam? Paul took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. You get that, Sheldon? Paul took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. Does that remind you of anything? Jesus instituted that to his disciples this last night he spent with them. And he told them to do that in remembrance of him. And so even in this crisis time, Paul does that. He takes bread, he gives thanks, and breaks it. And the boat's about to, be, to go under. You see how important that is? You see, sometimes our Christianity can be the casualty of the crisis that comes into our life. May it never be so. As I said the other Sunday, Satan does not want to kill you. 
He gets no glory in your death as a child of God. If you die, you're ushered into the presence of the Lord. What Satan wants to do is use circumstances and crisis to change you. That's what Satan wants to do. He gets no glory in your death. But if he can change you, he has won the victory. That's what he tried to do with Job, right? He wanted Job to curse God. Satan rejoices when our adversaries ugly makes us ugly. Satan rejoices when, when the meanness of somebody else makes us mean. That's when Satan rejoices. When they're nasty makes us nasty. We must not allow Satan to use the time of storm or failure to change our behavior. There are times when someone has had things fall apart and you meet when you say, I don't even hardly recognize you. It's, it, your personality has totally changed. We can be going through a time when things are falling apart. We can look in a mirror and hardly recognize ourselves. We have never been so angry. We have never been so bitter. We have never been so discouraged. And that's when Satan is winning the victory. We must not allow, even when things fall apart, for that to change our Christian character. So we have to be careful of the counsel we receive. We've got to be consistent in our character, but we also need to take care of our physical condition. They've been fasting for 14 days. Paul says it's time to eat. It's time to eat. You see, it's important that we recognize there's a connection between spiritual battles and our physical condition. External stress creates internal conflict. That's when blood pressure goes up. That's when mental breakdowns can happen. That's when your blood sugar can get out of kelter. Paul says to these men who have not eaten, eat. Look, the ship's going down, but you're going to have to have strength to what? To swim. Or to get to shore with a piece of the boat. You need to eat. And there are times when things are falling apart, you and I need to take care of this temple that God has given to us. That's important. When sleep doesn't want to come, when you lose your appetite, we need to take care of our physical condition. You see, stress on the outside can destroy us on the inside. Well, we have to be cautious with the counsel we receive. We got to be consistent with our character. We got to take care of our physical condition. A fourth one is when things are falling apart, we've got to be content with some cutbacks. When Paul told them on that ship, look, the ship's not going to make it, but we're all going to make it. Paul didn't mean you were going to make it with all the luggage you brought. There are going to be some cutbacks. Okay? We've got to be content with that. 
But what's important is that we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to come through, but not with everything necessary that we had. There may be some financial losses. There may be some loss in relationship. There may be some loss in position. There may be some loss in prestige. Reputation. But we're going to make it. Paul says you're going to make it. But we've got to redefine what winning makes. I mean, what that means in your life. Because winning in a time of adversity doesn't mean that you come out on top with everything that you had given your heart to. But you come out in a place that God wants you to be. Well, the last thing I think we have to be, it's so important that when things are falling apart, is we have to be confident that our life's journey, our journey with Christ is going to continue. Paul was going to be shipwrecked. And if you read the rest of chapter 27, Paul was shipwrecked on an island for three months. But guess what, Maddie? They got on another ship. The Lord provided another ship, and they had clear sailing to Rome, and Paul didn't miss his court date with Nero. See, there are times when we can be so angry because we feel like we lost time. I gave so much to that. I put so much into that. If I had only known, I never would have wasted that time, that money, that energy, that thing that I gave myself to. And we can feel so angry because we feel like it's been taken from us. Somehow, I did not get a return on my investment. But listen. God is the great redeemer. And God redeems time in our lives as well. Remember, a day with the Lord is as what? A thousand years. So here is Paul desiring to go to Rome, has an appointment, he has time to be before the emperor, and he's shipwrecked. But Paul doesn't lose heart. Paul's journey to Rome continues. Three months later, they get to Rome. Paul has two years to witness to his guards. He has two years to pen epistles to the churches. And he still gets to testify before Nero. Well, you and I need to learn when things fall apart to not worry about time that we think was lost. Because God can use that experience. And God can redeem that time. Over and over again, God has proven that he can do that. So this morning, my word for us is, When things fall apart in your life, and I don't know what 2023 has been. I've really had a burden for our congregation that this could be a year when we really made progress spiritually. And I think in January I said this can be the best year in our lives spiritually. If two things happen, one is if we commit ourselves afresh to the word, that we want to hear truth from God's word and we're going to obey it. 
And secondly, if we commit ourselves to the Lordship of Christ. To not just make our own decision and ask God to bless me in this, but to honestly seek to submit everything to Him and what He wants. And I hope we're, we're now, we have two months left in this year. And I don't know where this journey has been for you this year, what it's been like for you. But in a congregation this size, I know there are some of us who have faced some setbacks. We've had some things that a year ago, we had high hopes for. We were convinced that if I stick this out, this thing's going to fly. We had things that we've been laboring with and working with maybe for some time, and, and, and surely God will not let it go down now. But for some of us, some things have fallen apart. And when things fall apart, we need to redefine winning, what it means to be faithful. Remember, God never calls any of us to be successful. He calls us to be faithful. And our journey, our spiritual journey, is not over. It's not end. And God can redeem even those things that fall apart for his honor and his glory. Let's pray. Father, this morning we recognize that we are so limited in our understanding of life and while as we get older, we, we have comfort in our experience and our, our skills to navigate life, we know there are times when we don't move at the time that you want us to. There are times when we want something so badly that we do not discern what you want. We know there are times when we're going the right direction, but it's not in the time that you want. There are times when we make poor choices. And Father, I pray in those times when, when you let things fall apart, that we will not allow our adversary to allow that experience to change our character to change our commitment to you, to alienate us from you, to have us become bitter against you and your providence in our lives. But Father, in those times when things fall apart, may we be assured that while our ship's not going to make it, we're going to make it. That you have promised to never leave us, to never forsake us, and that you will redeem our journey for your honor and for your glory. Father, may the truth of your word strengthen us this morning and give us hope and assurance that we are your children and that you are committed to fulfill that which you have begun in our hearts. We praise you for that this morning, Father. We rejoice in your love and the confidence we can have in our relationship with you. For it's in Christ's name we pray.